0: Part of the Pivot is brought to you by Signavio.
1: Hello there and welcome to Art of the Pivot. My name is Mark Jeffries and I'm delighted that today we're joined by Juan Perez, Chief Information and Engineering Officer for UPS, one of the world's largest companies. UPS, as you know, is very well known for its broad range of logistics solutions used by customers in more than 220 countries and territories around the world. Now, in his role, Juan is responsible for the organization's technology and engineering functions. He's been with UPS for more than 30 years. And during his tenure, he's driven the development, adoption and implementation of new technologies. And his works led to innovations and milestone improvements in the areas of customer service, environmental impact and operations. By the way, he's achieved many prestigious awards and is recognized globally as one of the top CIOs in business today. Juan, welcome. Where do we find you today?
0: Hello, Mark. Thank you so much for uh, that great introduction. I'm mean, actually in Atlanta, Georgia today after having traveled for the last several weeks, uh, just you watching operations and spending time with our teams out there.
1: Right. And I'm sure the teams appreciate seeing you. There's been so much going on and everything seems to moves, move at breakneck speed. Uh, but let's get into some of the questions I've, uh, I've prepped for you because I'd love to know. How many packages does UPS deliver each day in the U.S. and maybe even globally? We always like to guess these things, but I bet we are nowhere near. And then just as an add-on to that, I'm sure you see massive changes in volume, especially over recent, uh, year, the recent year and a half. Go ahead.
0: Well, that's a great question. Uh, it's really what defines the scale of this great company that I represent today. You know, when, when we're not in our peak period, let's go back to October. Uh, this is during the pandemic still, because we're still working through the challenges that have come with the pandemic. Around the world, we'll be delivering roughly 25, 25 and a half million packages in any given day. And here's where it gets really interesting, Mark. I'm here with you today in the middle of the UPS peak week. This is the (laughs) week in which we tend to deliver the most packages throughout the year. And uh, you know, across the world, we'll be delivering over 37 million packages. So that gives you a bit of a sense as to how much the business grows between October and what we end up seeing in the month of December.
1: is phenomenal. I mean, obviously, for those who are listening to this or watching this at some random date, we're recording this just really a few days from Christmas and the holidays. So absolute peak season. But I imagine that the, uh, the pandemic changed the entire game because people just could no longer go out and get the things they want to get. They had to rely on delivery services, much like UPS. So did you guys feel ready for that change? Were enough systems in place?
0: Well, that's a that's a great question. U- UPS has been in the business of building scale for a long, long time. And, and you know, just the, the, the peak period, the month of December, when we scaled our operations to the level that I just mentioned to you, we have been building technology, capacity, capabilities all over to be able to scale to those levels. So, of course, when the pandemic hit uh, hard last year, somewhere around March, April of last year, You know, we knew how to scale. It took a little bit of time to actually get to that level in the middle of the year, but we actually knew how to scale. And the majority of the the work we had to do, Mark, to scale was more than anything else, bringing in people that could use our systems, our capabilities, our capacity to be able to support our customers. And we've done it really well.
1: So you mention it, I I just have to ask, how easy was it? So many of the executives we speak to and that I meet hosting events all over the world say the same thing. It is a nightmare to find good people right now.
0: It has been a challenge. That definitely has been the case. But, you know, we've made a lot of adjustments. Right now, we are providing the, the best service in the industry. And that is being accomplished by the technologies we have, the buildings we have been building, that capacity but also because we've been getting much better at staffing our operations quickly. Uh, We can, in essence, make a job offer to you as a temporary seasonal uh, driver at UPS within a matter of 30 minutes now, when in the past it used to take a longer amount of time and it was much more cumbersome. So we've refined that process and we've also had to make a lot of adjustments to compensate our people differently, to attract them to come to UPS with the great uh, opportunities that exist here and then staying here rather than going somewhere else.
1: That's fascinating. By the way, I could tell you, on the edge of offering me a driving position, my wife disagrees, but she thinks I'm a, I think I'm a very good driver. So we can talk about that after.
0: Mark, after we still need edge some. Edge. We still have a few days before okay. Christmas.
1: Indeed, indeed. By the way, 30 years, that is quite a commitment. And obviously, it's paid off because you you play a couple of key roles there at UPS. CIO, Chief Information Officer, but Chief Engineering Officer as as well. I've I've not come across that before. How unique is that?
0: It is very unique. Uh, I've been really uh, in a great position here to have had the opportunity to work on both, uh, in both domains here at UPS. As as an engineer throughout my career, and for a number of years in IT as well, and um, you know, the the organization found an opportunity here to at least at this point in time in our history bring those two disciplines together to actually create synergies in a number of domains. And I will tell you today, Mark, as a result of those synergies, we deploy technology, operational technology, primarily faster. Uh, We have a lot less finger pointing as to when things go wrong, who is responsible for what? Ultimately, I am responsible. Uh, We have been able to improve our overall information security posture across operational technology much more effectively than in the past. And today, I see teams in engineering and IT that are collaborating better than ever before uh, to solve some of these complex problems that you mentioned a little while ago in terms of uh, pandemic-related changes, growth in our business, being able to adjust and change rapidly across the network.
1: You know, a lot of um, companies will separate almost silo style engineering and IT or tech. Uh, you, you are the very embodiment of bringing that together. How easy is it for you to find people on both of those teams that can kind of cross over? Is there a way to, to bring people together almost to make it a single team? Would you advise other companies to do that?
0: Yes, great question. You know, uh, we are a single team in terms of the level of collaboration and engagement between the two. But, of course, we still have specialties within IT and engineering that require very specialized capabilities, services, knowledge that maintain some level of separation in the way that the groups actually run. But at the end of the day, today, I'll give you one simple example between our buildings and systems engineering group who is responsible for building facilities, maintaining facilities at UPS, building automation. They also manage a sizable amount of technology in the company. Their connection with the IT organization has helped us make that technology more resilient, improve the reliability of our systems, and more importantly, they also helped us ensure that we have more secure systems in that very tricky area of
1: tech. Yeah, it's so important. And, you know, security, especially cybersecurity, it's becoming such a major talking point. The challenge does not seem to get any easier, um, I guess, to an extent, especially when you think about this incredible network that you have. And I want to talk about the smart logistics network in a moment. But when you think about this UPS operation that you have, you can't afford downtime. You have to protect yourself relentlessly. Um, Do you find that this is an ever-changing challenge? Have you found at UPS a way to create a good level of cybersecurity that that makes you happy, allows you to sleep at night, perhaps?
0: That's an interesting question. Um, Never in a position to sleep easy at night, thinking that everything is protected in a network like this. Uh, But we, we have definitely prioritized information security in our business, Mark. Uh, We we have made investments in better technologies. We've taken the approach that at UPS, we we take uh, defense in depth as the primary way of protecting the network. We don't rely on only one solution to protect our overall uh, information assets. We use a variety of solutions and partners to protect the network. And most importantly, which I'm really proud of here at UPS, Uh, both the engineering and the IT teams have truly prioritized information security. We recognize that there's always a potential for exposure, but knowing that the teams truly prioritize this very important subject makes me sleep a little better at night.
1: Of course. And also, I think part of the challenge is is allowing your own people to understand the incredibly important and responsible role they play in also protecting the organization and i have a feeling that's something you uh you get out as a message very often
0: that is true and uh you know it starts with the leader when i speak about uh priorities as you know in both it and engineering i always start with the protection of our assets and the reliability of our systems as number one because ups can't run without solid technology that keeps our network going. So it starts with the leader, constant communication on that priority. And right after that is making sure that the teams understand the vital role that they play in maintaining the security of our assets.
1: It's great. It's very clear and it makes absolute sense. Very smart, you could say, which brings me nicely onto the UPS Global Smart Logistics Network. Um, from, from your perspective, when you have to explain this to somebody new to the business or somebody vaguely connected, how would you explain what this network is and why it's so important?
0: Well, it's a great question, and I'm glad you got to that one, because every time I hear about uh, the Smart Logistics Network, I get excited. I can spend (laughs) a lot of time talking about that. But uh, uh, look, UPS, it's it's one of its most important assets. Second to our people is really the network that we have been building in this business for 115 years, Mark. Uh, It's a network that uh, really supports our customers in a variety of ways. When we talk about a Smart Logistics Network, We start talking about a resilient network, a data-driven network, a network that uses advanced technologies across multiple touch points to provide the right level of information to the right user, to the right system, to the right technology, so that we can continue to make better decisions in the way we run the network. And it's a network that uses a series of optimization solutions to constantly improve the way that it runs, reduce our costs, uh, find ways to continue to improve the way that we opt, that, that we route our drivers, that we route the movement of packages across the network, finding ways to constantly find ways to reduce the amount of time that it takes to move packages across the network. Right. Ultimately, also helping us to minimize the uh, the impact of network disruptions that come from issues like weather, more automation in the network, and lastly, always looking at how the network can benefit from new technologies like smart package technologies to uh, make it more visible, more resilient, more flexible. That's what the smart logistics network at UPS is all about.
1: You see, I'm fascinated by systems like this because... I'm sure you're excited about the fact that AI can help you achieve some of these objectives. You can have a system which will remember what exactly what happened in previous dates, previous temperature moments, previous weather patterns, what happened, what went wrong, and how to fix it very quickly. So I guess my question to you is, within this network, how important is AI, is the Internet of Things, are all of the devices and sensors that help your people become even more successful? Uh, it's
0: incredibly important. Uh, we have a strong analytics uh, practice in the company one that has been formed over many 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 years Uh, that analytics practice has developed really cool technologies that are constantly providing better information to our systems and to our people to manage the network and think about it every ups vehicle the the brown trucks that you see out there making deliveries are filled with sensors Those sensors tell us how the drivers are driving the vehicles, how the vehicles themselves are performing. Those particular sensors tell us even if a door in a vehicle happens to be open at the wrong time. All that data, when analyzed properly and when presented the right way to both people and systems, can continue to drive improvements in the network. It's just a wonderful, wonderful virtuous cycle. Yeah. where the data that we capture from sensors continues to provide insights to make the network smarter. And now we're in, the, in this exciting path to even make our packages smarter. We, we uh, implemented technologies called uh, UPS Premier that actually attaches a series of uh, you know, sensor technologies around our buildings and on the packages themselves to provide up to the second visibility on the status of every package in the network. It's been really successful in helping us deliver over a billion vaccines uh, throughout this uh, pandemic cycle. Well, wow. uh, we are now extending that technology to over every package at UPS. Huh. It takes some time to get there. But imagine now, this is what's exciting, Mark, and this is how the network keeps getting smarter. You now Now imagine a UPS network where all these packages are smart, constantly through these sensors, telling us what's the status of every package at every moment, giving us unprecedented visibility as to where they are, and creating digital twins that will allow us to run the network even better. The potential is truly unlimited when you look at all these capabilities.
1: I love this. And by the way, out of interest, so, so all of these sensors, all of this data, this tsunami of data coming at you the whole time, you're applying the right analytics to all of that data. You're finding answers to help improve your business. I get that. What about the customers? Because no matter where they are they have a certain level of, of service expectation from you how much of this data do you choose to share with customers how much do you want to share with them for example if i'm expecting a package and i track it sometimes i'll get as little information as it's out for delivery you'll see it at some point other times with certain services i'll know that it's going to be within a certain period of time I guess I'd love to know the precise moment when it's going to arrive, like a like a Japanese bullet train uh, or like a, like an air f- a flight arrival, you know to the minute when it's going to get to you.
0: Yes, that's a great question. we We just completed the development and the deployment of a new round of technologies uh, connected to our Orion platform. Orion is the technology we use to to help us de- de- define the best possible routes for our drivers to deliver their packages by minimizing miles and by also ensuring that we meet all of our service commitments. Well, f- until now that technology was a bit of a bit static. We would create a dynamic or a, an optimized route before the drivers left the facility and we would dispatch the drivers with that route all properly displayed in their handheld devices, but it was static. It was not changing constantly as things changed throughout the day in their delivery routes. Yes. Well, we just completed dynamic Orion which now allows us to be constantly optimizing that route and providing better information to the driver as to what is the best next move to make. Our intentions are to use all that capability now to provide more information to you, the consumer, as to when the driver is going to make that next decision to get your package delivered. And I'm really optimistic as to what that's going to look like for UPS, especially when we link all that to new handheld devices that we will be deploying throughout the U.S. in
1: 2022. Wow, that's exciting. Um, When you deliver change to an organization, because it sounds to me like you are a fan of technology, you love innovating, I'd like to find out how you choose which innovation to embrace next, we'll come on to that. But when you do bring something new into the organization, It means very often training everybody in it. It's a learning curve. How much is that a part of your decision? Will you look at a great innovation and go, this will work for us, but it's just going to be too difficult to get everyone up to speed so we won't do it? How important is that that learning curve? And can you always find a way to deliver it?
0: You know, interesting question. First, I would say, Mark, that the more, more difficult projects are usually the ones that provide the most value to the organization.
1: <laughs> right.
0: and, and if you truly are committed to creating value to the company, uh, you need to accept the complexities and challenges that come with developing and deploying technologies like this. Uh, so that's the first thing that needs to be accepted and understood well. Secondly, uh, you know, we also have a, an obligation as technologists and as engineers to continue to simplify the way that that technology is used and that technology is made available to our people and how we train our people on that technology. So we have this constant uh, search for better, simpler, easier ways to deploy technology across the company. Very important that we do that. And then lastly, I, I would make the argument that... Uh, we, we stand a better chance of deploying these technologies successfully if you embed them into the normal workday that our people go through every single day. If you make right. it part of their normal routine, if you make it so seamless and so simple that people want to use the technologies, that people want to engage with them, when you do that, and then you, of course, create the appropriate measurement systems to ensure that the technology is properly used because it's all embedded in the way that we expect them to do the work you truly improve the probability of successfully implementing these types of technologies in the company.
1: But obviously, it takes a little bit of time. So I imagine, I'm just guessing, that you think, okay, here's the new innovation. It's probably going to take us, what, three months to get up to speed. Do you decide on a time that you find acceptable?
0: Um, It depends on the project. Uh, Of course, we want to go as fast as we can. But this is a large organization. I mean, think about it, when we deploy any type of technology that is going to impact our drivers, just in the US, by the way, we're talking about impacting the way people do across over 70,000 people. And you you have to balance that with the numbers of resources you have to be able to deploy the technology effectively. And then you also have to balance that with giving people the appropriate amount of time to adopt the technology and use it effectively. Uh, we have been over the years, Mark, really making a lot of uh, investment and put a lot of attention into building the right change management practices. I will tell you that, uh, you know, for your audience, if there's one thing that I have learned over the years when it comes to implementing these technologies across large organizations like UPS, is uh, making sure that you have a solid change management program in place. To, uh, to, to ensure that at the end of the day, you don't waste a lot of money, time and effort on technologies that don't create value for the company.
1: Such wise advice. Our time is almost up, so two final questions. You're obviously a very people-dependent organisation. I imagine that through the pandemic, your delivery drivers and all of your delivery teams were classed as essential personnel. Uh, what about the rest of the team? How easy was it to get up to speed with everyone working remotely for UPS?
0: That's a great question. We um, look. We've been really fortunate. We we have just an incredibly resilient organization. And, and first of all, what I have to tell you is that uh, the work that the UPSers in the front lines have done to keep this company going through the pandemic is truly remarkable. The commitment that our people have had towards helping and supporting our customers is is just like like no other. And I'm really proud to represent them on this uh, on this discussion with you today. The rest of the team has been equally vital to running UPS. We moved over 40,000 people to remote working from one day to the other. Wow. And um, we we did it as a result of, first of all, having the right technologies in place over time to be able to support this type of an event. Uh, I give all the credit in the world to my technology teams who were diligent in making sure that we built the right platforms to support remote working remote working before and after the pandemic and of course being able to turn all these folks onto remote working very quickly and then secondly i would make the argument that uh, you know our people adjusted to the change very quickly and they recognized that to support all those great upsers that were in the front lines delivering packages day in and day out we needed to make sure that we did our jobs in the uh, back end to protect uh, to protect the business and ensure that we did well for our customers
1: yeah I think a lot of people around the world are very grateful for the work you and your amazing teams did, especially during the pandemic. Last question then, looking ahead to the future. You love innovation. I can see that. I would love to get a glimpse into the future of package delivery in your, your business. Will we see drones delivering packages into our rooftops? Will we see robot dogs coming to the front door? What, what lies ahead?
0: Well, it's a great question. You know, our I always go back to first, making sure that we do right what is most important to UPS. And what is that? Well, continuing to make our networks smarter, uh, making it more elastic, make create a network that through automation uh, continues to be more effective at healing itself when there's a disruption in the network of any kind, being in a position where the network itself makes the appropriate decisions to, to correct itself, and that it's flexible enough to address any problem, any issue that our customers may have, any type of solution that our customers may need. That's really important. And Mark, to do that, we're gonna take advantage of everything that's out there uh, from more sensors, uh, smart packages in our network. Uh, Of course, the use of technologies like drone technologies, we're still uh, working in, in, in that particular domain. We're testing additional solutions. We believe that there will be a place for drones to be used in the network. To what extent? We don't know. We don't see that being pervasive everywhere, but we do think that for certain cases we'll be using that technology. Uh, We continue to test autonomous guided vehicles for specific applications and purposes in the network. Will that technology replace the great UPS drivers we have doing work day in and day out? I don't see it anytime soon, but there will be some cases in which uh, that particular technology will will be viable, will be usable at UPS. So I see that taking place. I do see uh, us continuing to expand the use of robotics in our operations, automation, and, of course, at the end of the day, using the great analytics capabilities that will emerge in the years to come to provide more insights to our people on how to continue to make our network better.
1: Juan Perez, it has been a pleasure to get some, just a little insight from you about your incredible organization and the decades of work that you've put into making it the organization that it is today. Thank you so much for spending the time with us.
0: Thank you, Mark. I am I'm blessed to work with just an outstanding group of IT and engineering professionals who make this company run every single day. Thank you. Thank you. The Art of the Pivot is brought to you by Signavio.